0: All right, folks, we're back, and it is Monday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. Folks, this is your host, who? It's Radio Strongman. can Wade. wait. I am coming to you alive from W-Y-A-B-1039 FM. Well, folks, we're back this Monday, the first uh, Monday, in the month of February, that we're back. And of course, this is Black History Month. And I'm sure you guys are uh, celebrating black history. We here in the city of Jackson, we celebrate the invention of the traffic light by uh, Mr. Grandfrey, was it Granville T., somebody or whatever his name was. But I did a Siri search. I said, Siri, who invented the traffic light? Siri came back and said, a white guy. I said, what? <laughs> Why? Whoa, whoa, you are not politically correct. So they hadn't gotten a memo that, in fact, it was a brother uh, created. And, of course, they they attributed to some, some guy out of England who invented the traffic light for tro- locomotives. And uh, so, but in honor of uh, that invention by the brother, Granville, what was Granville's name? Some, I'm sure somebody out there texted to me. But here's the deal. We're honoring him here in the city of Jackson by shutting down traffic lights randomly. No one knows the hour or the location when your traffic light will not be working. But believe me, it's being done in a Negro way, okay? I tell you, this is, this is what I think is going on down, down at the city of Jackson. Those Negroes sitting down there, huh, I wonder what this does. Just pulling switches, pulling plugs. Standing around and nothing happened, huh? While out in the city, chaos is ensuing. Well, i tell you what. Speaking of chaos, first of all, we're going to be having uh, uh, the attorney for David L. Archie is going to call in later on in the show to get, discuss the the uh, filing of their appeal. I was wondering why it had taken so long, and David was telling me on the phone, but I let the lawyer explain to you, of course, folks, I'm tell, I don't know if our country is going to hold together. I just don't, man. And then people try to tell you what Trump was not what he didn't. We didn't have all this chaos. Okay. Okay. Oh, Garrett, Garrett Morgan. I'm sorry. Garrett Morgan. Yeah. Well, it wasn't him because they had a white guy in there. In fact, they had white guy over his picture above his name, white guy, a.k.a. D-Man. But anyway, Garrett Morgan was the one who invented the uh, uh, traffic light for the brothers. Let's just say the black traffic light. All the colors are black. I don't know how that works. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. But truly, though, uh, uh, traffic lights in this, folks, really. You know, and we conservatives, and of course people with common sense and people who just like to see things work, all make these commentaries and observations and then when i your host radio strongman a rock rib conservative unabashedly so ride or die trump supporter unabashedly so point these things out we get accused of putting black people down now in fact the matter of fact if you notice that these red lights that are out the traffic lights that are out Look at how many fenders and broken glasses are all through the intersection. Brother, look, I'm going to be honest with you. Can we talk here? It's costing too much to be black, bro. I'm sorry, man. I got to drink Dukia water. I drink a glass of water. Then I got to take a hepatitis A through Z shot. It's just costing me too much. Every contract, we got to pay 2 or $3 on a dollar for a dollar's worth of services that don't get delivered. Huh. Man, I hate this. I promise I hate this crap. Who y'all done destroyed the brand and ain't interested in fixing nothing. And then I got to hear all this, you putting black people down, man. I listened to this one little black girl, and see, it's these young blacks, that Man, they ain't putting no work in. All they do is sit around all day on TikTok looking for evidence of racism. This is gonna say, these black conservatives, all they do is point out, for instance, they'll say what's going on up in Chicago, all the shootings. Yeah, that's a problem, babe. See, these folks just don't want you to say anything about it. Screw that. Run, save yourselves. To my point, right here in the city of Jackson. some city workers. Well, no, they work for Jack say, what is the Jackson water? They're out there laying pipe trying to restore what the black man who's in charge has destroyed in the city of Jackson, which is our water and sewer system. And they're under the tutelage in the strong hand of white boy, Bob out there fixing the water system and a young Jacksonian, a Biden supporter, uh, rock rib Democrat, you can tell he's a Democrat because he's involved with crime. Not just any kind of crime. Folks, it got to be that bloodletting crime. At least with white Republicans, they gonna, the most they're going to do is rob you with ain't pen or pencil. But when it comes down to that nitty-gritty, man, I'm talking about face down in the gutter type crime, that's what you leave to the homies. But anyway, having said that, this this gentleman's out there. He gets a page. He says, hey, man, where you is? Because you know they don't say, where are you? Where you is now? I was here. Where is that? So he gave him his location. And within 30 seconds, they pulled up on him and just started raining bullets down on him. Luckily, because the employee knows that he's working in the city of Jackson, he was strapped down and returned fire along with all the other workers in the area people trimming trees, folks gardening, folks out jogging. It was like a scene out of uh, 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 one of those Seth, uh, what is that guy's name, Seth? The guy that does the um, cartoons. Uh, Seth, Seth yeah, Seth MacFarlane. It looked like something out of that. Uh, and so the perpetrator was shot. Now, he was not uh, uh, deleted, but he was shot. I think I know the young man, actually. I, I know the name, but... Uh, Folks, it just goes to show. When I, t- folks, do not doubt me. I tell you, you need to be strapped down and jacked. I was taking my garbage down today, and I'm thinking, okay, I got everything assembled, getting ready to unlock the door to go. Where's my gun? So you know, I'm I'm going down the driveway with my pajamas on and my gun in my pocket, and I'm walking around like Frank Melton. You know how Frank used to head on gun. So that's why he had a gun on both hips. If he didn't have a gun on both hips, he had a gun on one side and a five-pound bag of sugar on the other. <coughs> Get my drift. But anyway, I'm going down there to take my garbage down, and I, look, bro. I don't go nowhere without my 13th apostle. I'm just saying, man. I love my people. I love my people. But, but baby, they will rob, steal, and kill. I ain't like, you, you know I'm not lying. So, anyway, we got to get a better class of criminals. We need a more upscale criminals, the ones who will just rob you on paper. But this sticking a gun. And then we don't even know what the beef was about. But anyway, uh, just shows that there is a need for more gun training in Jackson because the guy was only wounded. Uh, and I'm thinking, man, we should have more deletions. That's, that's what's so disappointing about what's going on up there in Chicago they could have 60, 70 shootings in a weekend and like three or four people die. What? Who does that? We got to get. Are we going to improve on anything? Dang. How are we going to get serial killer status? Why are we going to let white guys have all the fun? Come on, peeps. These ones and twosies ain't cutting it in the twofold. We need you. Dade. Dade. No, we don't want that. But here's the deal. Uh, David L. Archie's attorney is going to call in here, give us an update on what's good. Folks, let me just tell you what's going on. Have you noticed all around the country there's been voter reform, voter uh, reform uh, through the legislature? None of them have touched the 10-day window for certification. None of them. Without that 10 day window for certification being addressed in terms of, wait a minute, if there's credible evidence and evidence cannot be withheld by the people who gather the information, who uh, conduct the election. So that's what's been happening now. You put your your crooks into the uh, process of running the election. All they have to do is sit on the data for 10 days. And once it's certified, it's almost impossible to overturn. And that's what we're going to get when we get David L. Archie's attorney on there. We're going to be talking about all the fraud that was found. And actually, David, I believe the Supreme Court is going to rule on Davis in David's behalf. Because this is the deal. The clerk closing that office, it better be done according to statute. And from what I've seen and what I have heard, it was not done according to statute. Oh, we got the lawyer on the phone. Okay, we got uh, 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 Attorney Wilson on the line. We're going to take a quick break. Our hotline number is brought to you by Complete Exteriors, roofing and gutters, completeexteriorsms.com. Now, I'm going to ask you, let Mr. Wilson make his presentation. Now, if you want to uh, call and leave a question, we can probably weave, you know w- wiggle it in here. But for the most part, we're going to let him take as much time as he wants to express what's going on with that case. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're back. And folks, we have on the line with us Mr. Uh, Matthew Wilson. He's an attorney for David L. Archie. He's an attorney out of the Starkville area. We're going to get with him before we get with uh, Mr. Mitchell. I mean, Mr. Wilson, rather. We want to point out to you Lewis Furniture Store celebrating their 14th year in business. And they've been with us pretty much the entire time. God bless them, folks. You continue to make them one of the most successful businesses in Clinton and in central Mississippi. And we appreciate you giving them your patronage. When you've been to all the big box stores and you don't find what you're looking for because you want your home to stand out and be unique, that's why you go to Lewis Furniture Store. And men appreciate it because they can end the endless weekends of searching for furniture. So, again, Lewis Furniture Store located right next to Nukes on Highway 80 in Clinton, Mississippi. They've got specials going on right now in celebration of their 14th year. And, of course, Valentine's Day is coming up, and they're going to be having specials for that. But between now and the 14th, and many of you may have received emails advising you that you can come in and get some great deals, great prices. But only if you mention that you got and heard about it on W-Y-A-B. All right, let's go to Mr. Wilson, Attorney Wilson, how you doing, sir?
1: Well, I am doing well. How are you doing today?
0: It's green lights and blue skies, my friend, as it should be for believers.
1: Do you know, I just dawned on I me, mean, I haven't visited with you in quite a while. We used to be doing a lot of stuff on Facebook together a few years back, and I think, uh, I guess you had some problems with mr zuckerberg as a lot of folks do and i haven't heard from you in a while.
0: yeah yeah it has been well actually i've been gone since the 2021 20, january uh yeah me and mr zuckerberg he could not appreciate my uniqueness and uh so, <laughs> <laughs> so after 11 months out of 12 in in his jail i decided to abscond for the border so i am well a, i'm a migrant well, it's
1: good. <laughs> It's good to hear from you, Kim. It really is. By the way, I'm not in Starkville anymore. I've been in Tupelo, but
0: okay. uh, when we
1: last chatted, I was down there. But now I'm up here. But okay. uh, but always good to be referenced with Starkville and me in the same sentence and talking to you on the radio. This has just made my day. This well, is great.
0: Well, we're looking for some uh, uh, for you to fill us in on what's going on because my take, first of all, he he's filed the appeal. He was the attorney for David L. Archie in in the Circuit Court and the Chancery Court. And uh, he's filing the appeal to the uh, Court of Appeals on behalf of Mr. Archie. I think this is a very significant case. What say ye?
1: Well, um, now, not to quibble with details here. Actually, we're filing it to the Supreme Court. Whoa-ho. The way it works in Mississippi is, is that every appeal that you do, you do the notice to the <laughs> Mississippi Supreme Court. Right. And then they decide if they want to kick it down to the Court of Appeals or keep it. Oh, okay. Well,. They've decided to keep this one. They decided to keep this one as soon as the appeal was noticed, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. So well, that's um,
0: significant, too.
1: So we'll be going before the Mississippi Supreme Court on this. Mm-hmm. And I filed my brief today, or brief today. Uh, actually, we had about three weeks left to, to file it, but I just was in kind of a zone this week and decided, all right, I'll just go ahead and get this thing out. And so here we are.
0: Well, what ha- um, I mean, what has taken so long? I mean, here this is February.
1: Well, let me tell you exactly why. All right. So Mr. Archie's case was concluded in September, and then the uh, uh, the uh judge entered his order in October. I want to say October the 13th or, or something like that. Okay. And we immediately did our notice of appeal. I mean, we did that within like four or five days, five right. or six days. I mean, you got 30 days to do it, but we we did it within four or five, so we were eager to get moving on this. Um and when you do the notice of appeal, you post the bond, you post the the fees for the records and whatnot, and then it takes a little bit of time for the the court reporters to transcribe the hearing, okay? Because they have a, they had like until Christmas Day, I think, to do that, or the day after Christmas, and then they pack it all together and then they send it over to the circuit clerk, Mr. Wallace, and Mr. Wallace's office, you know, gets the the record ready right. uh, and, and compiled, and they get it into a a giant PDF file, and then they send it over to the Supreme Court, and then when the Supreme Court gets it, they send out a briefing notice letter, and the briefing notice letter was issued, let me think here, it was issued on, I want to say January 17th, mm-hmm. and so they gave us 40 days to file a, uh, uh, a, a, a brief, and uh, we went ahead and filed it, I guess, within two weeks, something like that. So we had two or three, we had about two or three weeks left to spare from doing the math right so so that's how it is. We've been going at it as quickly as we can on it or as quickly as the 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 system you know allows and uh so that's where we're at so today, what we did was we filed our appellant brief, and that is where we explain our legal position and we present the facts that are in the record and um Makes the make the legal arguments we try to make, mm-hmm. and then once that appeal brief is filed, uh, the other side, in this case, will be Mr. Smith. He and his attorney will have 30 days to file a response. Now they can ask for extensions, and the uh, the clerk's office is the, the Supreme Court clerk's office is very liberal in granting those extensions. The first one is usually 30 days, the second one is 20 days, and the last one is 10 days. Mm-hmm. But basically, he's got between 30 to 90 days to file a written response called an appellee's brief. And then we will have an opportunity to do what's called a replied brief, which will be approximately – I think I'll have about 14 days to respond to that. And we might get one extension if we need it. Um, And then it's all done unless the uh, Supreme Court asks for um, additional briefs. Um, the Supreme Court then will decide if they want to take oral arguments or not. And uh, once oral arguments are made, or if they're not made, once the case is submitted on briefs, then the Supreme Court will issue a written opinion, okay. and uh, then we go from there. Okay? Okay. So, so that's how it is. Now, what the issue that's before the court right now is not the necessarily the substantive issues of election
0: fraud, I mean, irregularities. Irregularities, okay? correct.
1: The, 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 main issue, the single issue on appeal right now is, uh, whether or not Mr. Archie filed his, uh, petition, uh, within the statute of limitations, because it's a very short window to file a, uh, a petition for, uh, judicial review. It's, right. You have 10 days after you have filed your petition with the, uh, the election contest petition with the Democratic Committee or or if you're a Republican, the Republican community. I mean, it's the same law for both parties,
2: okay? Right.
1: Uh, but in this particular situation, um, the 10th day fell on the day, just, just so happened to fall on the day that there was the cyber attack. And uh, when the, the the statute reads, and the Mississippi Rules of Civil Procedure both read, that on any day that the statute of limitations falls on, that is a Saturday, a Sunday, a legal holiday, or any day in which the clerk's office is closed, with or without legal authority, it, then the um, the statute of limitations is extended to the next day that is not one of those particular days. So, so for example, if if let's say um, the tenth day had fallen on a Saturday, well it would bump to Sunday. Well, wait a minute. Sunday's one of those listed days. Okay, well, then it would bump to Monday.
2: Right. And if
1: it just so happened, let's say, that Monday was a federal holiday like Dr. King's birthday or Christmas or something like that, then it would have bumped to Tuesday. You see what I mean? Right. Okay. Um, now, our position is that when the uh, circuit clerk got the notice from the county administrator that the uh, uh, you could start letting employees go home, well, he locked the doors to the office, he turned the lights off at the office, he sent employees home from the office, and our position is that that is tantamount to closing your office as a matter of law. Right. Therefore, because he made that decision with or without legal authority, because it's immaterials, materials, and let me explain why it has that in there, just to make it clear that that it's the fact that the clerk's office is closed regardless of the reason. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a clerk might close an office because there's been a proclamation from the Board of Supervisors saying, we're going to be closed next week because of this, that, or the other. Right. Or it might be that there's an emergency and the Board of Supervisors has met and said, we're going to close offices for the next few weeks or a few days or whatnot. Right. But this was a situation where an emergency came up and Mr. Wallace, in our opinion, closed the office and started sending people home and our position is that by virtue of making that decision that caused the day of September 7th to no longer be the last day of the statute limitations and therefore it should move to the September 8th and then of course Mr. Archie's petition was filed timely on that day.
0: I would I would agree with that. Um uh, I mean it's it, it was beyond your control, it was beyond anybody control um I think the Board of Supervisors themselves had shut down county government in terms of the computer systems for sure. I don't know who all was sent home, but there were employees sent home in other departments, am I correct? Other, um, yeah.
1: Well, um, that's what I understand, but, but again, I think the bigger issue here is that, and I mentioned this in our brief, you know, um, Kim, we were of a certain age when I remember going to, Uh, visit the courthouse when i was a kid or even in the 90s Mm -hmm. and you know the court clerks then didn't have computers they did everything by paper i mean somebody would walk in and they would file stamp something and send it out you know what i'm saying right um and for for the entire history of our republic from the time that you know the constitution was first developed the time that the mississippi was admitted to the union in 1820 i believe or 1817 um From that point forward up until 1980s, 1990s, there were no uses of computers in our courts. So, you know, Mr. Wallace could have had somebody sitting in his office. Now, maybe they would have been twiddling their thumbs for three or four hours, but he could have had somebody sitting in his office, and the light's on, the door's open, and somebody came in wanting to file something, then they could have, because I'm sure they still had copying machines, they could have file-stamped it, Mm-hmm. Made a photocopy of it and sent them back on their way. But for whatever reason, he decided he was going to, you know, um, um, let the doors shut and l- turn the lights off. And that conscious decision was something we believe that reset the statute of limitations in this case.
0: Yeah. Not, I w- not reset it, but extended it. Certainly. Certainly. I would agree. I would agree. And, and you know, the courts have been pretty, I mean, this whole timely filing thing is one of the things that catches what caught me uh they get real narrow minded about not properly you know filing in a timely fashion uh the circumstances clearly seems to be on mr archie's side now if they come back and say that what happens after that point
1: okay if
0: i agree with you let's
1: start with the if they rule against us um then basically it would be it, it it in so much as the state of Mississippi is concerned, it would be over, okay. okay, because that would mean that Mr. Archie's case is dismissed. Having said that, we we have raised uh, some federal constitutional issues, and that that leaves the door open for for a subsequent appeal at that point. You know, if we wanted to go that route. Right. But all other things being equal, if if we lost on that, then that would be, you know, more or less the end of our situation. Having right. said that, if we won. If we went on this issue, Mm -hmm. then it would be remanded back to the circuit court of Hines County, 1st Judicial District, and uh, Judge Ford, who's the special judge, or if another special judge is appointed by that time, because it may be another year or so before the Supreme Court even rules, um, uh, then uh, whomever the special judge would be then would proceed from that point as if the complaint was timely filed, and then we would continue and start doing whatever discovery would normally be done, and then litigate it and try to determine whether or not the uh, uh, you know the the allegations that we have been raised in our complaint you know are, are corroborated.
0: Folks, so, we're ta- so
1: that's what it amounts to. It's, folks, it's we- more of a procedural hurdle right now,
2: right?
0: Uh-huh. Folks, we're talking with attorney uh, Matthew Wilson. He's the attorney for David L. Archie in his appeal. Uh, to the Supreme Court regarding whether or not David filed his uh, notice of appeal in a timely fashion, or I guess not the notice, but the actual appeal, uh, got it in. And we're going to be talking more with him. We're going to take a quick break, about two minutes. Uh, You got a few more minutes?
1: Oh, sure. I'll stay as long as you need me to.
0: All right, my friend. Let's take a quick break. Uh, We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back in. It is Monday. We have on the line with us Matthew Wilson, attorney for David L. Archie and his appeal uh, to the Supreme Court regarding the election that was held. Uh, We did get a question during the break. I don't know if they're going to call back, but they want to know. Well, I think you just kind of summed it up about what the uh, how how does this affect the rank and file? Uh, And I guess that's pretty much in line with what I was asking. Uh, where do we go from here, based on whether they say yay or nay? I think he's got a strong case. The case law seems to support what you're saying.
1: Well, it does. Now, I will say this: from what I've gathered, in so much as we're dealing with court clerks and right. whether or not the court office <clears throat> is closed or not, uh, the case law in that area is sparse. It's, right. This is what I call a, or well, what is called a case of first impression. In other words, I don't think. In the history of Mississippi, we've ever had a case quite like this in right. the area of election law. Having right. said that, there were several cases back a hundred years ago or more involving insurance law and what they used to call uh, iron safe clauses. Have you ever heard of an iron safe clause?
0: I hadn't. I had not.
1: Well, if you think about it, back a hundred or so years ago. Uh you know, people when they had businesses, they had to keep their records and ledgers and they had to put their records in iron safes. Fireproof safes to protect things. And so as a condition of having business insurance, you had to have that in a clause. And the, the the only time you could have the books out is if you were open for business. And then if you were closed for business, you had to put the books in the safe. Well, there was a case that was handed down in 1913 of all times, gosh, that's about 120 years ago, 110 years ago, where a guy in Greenwood had owned a business, and his employee was living in the back of the business and um, didn't ever put the uh, book in the safe. He just slept under the – put the book under his pillow when he
2: was asleep. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: really. And one night, he's cooking some dinner and, you know, turns on a kerosene lamp and and for whatever reasons, he thinks it's a good idea to leave the office and go and get a haircut or, you know, come somewhere else. And when he comes back, the place is on fire. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, the owner of the business tried to argue, well, the, the business was still open for business. And, uh, the Supreme Court of Mississippi, just a case called Penix, P-I-N-I-X, P-I-N-I-X mm-hmm. said, no, 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 if your lights are off and, and, um, your doors are locked, And your your fella is nowhere to be found. You're not open for business. And then they quoted another case
2: Mm -hmm.
1: from Arkansas from 1889. Right. Okay. And in this case in Arkansas, you had a guy who you know had come to a door, knocked on the door, uh, the lights were were on, but nobody was around. And but he kept knocking, and finally somebody came and opened the door. Well, the court found, of course, that the place was open for business at that point. Um, and and the holding that court said was essentially that if if you have a locked door and the lights are on, or if somebody's in the back doing something, okay, and they're ready, able, and desirous to come and help you, then it's open. Well, here we didn't even have that. We didn't have either of those things. We, you know, you had the clerk's office with devoid of employees. The lights were off. The doors were locked. And our theory is okay. If that's good enough to trigger an iron safe clause in an mm. insurance contract from mm. 120 years ago or 130 or even 140 years ago, then how much more important is that when you're dealing with things like the fundamental right to have access to your courts, which is, is protected by Article Three, Sections 24 and 25 of the Mississippi Constitution? And also the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, and that's what we argue in our brief.
2: Wow. You know, it,
1: it, it is a fundamental right For it is a fundamental duty of, for, for clerks to keep the offices open unless, you know, they, they have – unless it's actually closed. Now, if it's closed, people have the benefit of the tolling of the statute of limitations, right. but they can't. They can't have it both ways. They can't say that the office is open and then pre, 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 put barriers up in such a way to say that a litigant has to chase down the circuit clerk or <laughs> yeah. find a judge yeah, right. or, or, you know, and do that kind of stuff because then what you're doing is you're saying, okay, you've got to go through hoops, Mr. Litigant, in order to have your day in the court. Whereas I, I don't have to do anything because I can just lock the door and leave whenever I want
0: to. Yeah, that it. I mean, that, I mean? Yeah, that would open up for so much shenanigans. Uh, we're talking with Attorney Matthew Wilson. Uh, we have a, a caller on the line has a question. Go ahead, Steve.
3: So much shenanigans. Hey, Steve. Uh, we have a, a caller on the line
4: has a question. Hey, Hey, buddy. Uh, I would ask your caller. What is the remedy that he seeks?
0: Okay. You hear that, attorney?
1: Yeah, the remedy that I seek? Yes. Okay. Well, it depends on on at what level we're talking. At this appellate level, the remedy that we are seeking is a reversal of the final judgment of the the, uh, special judge stating that our case is dismissed. Okay? If that remedy is granted... If that remedy is granted, then we go back to court and then we litigate this matter. And then at that point, we would be seeking that Mr. Archie be rein, or either reinstated to his uh, position or actually, I take it back. I think I'd have to look at the uh, the, uh, the petition that we filed because that was a uh, that was done by the previous attorney. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
1: and and I understand that, but
4: when you get back to the election
1: which mm-hmm.
4: affects the common fellow, are you going to redo the election? Is that what you Yeah, that's,
1: that's, that's what we want to do, yes, because we believe there are a lot of irregularities that were in the election. There was um, chain of custody issues. There were ballot sticks, media sticks, media bags that were unsecured. There were ballots, uh, me, uh, flash drives that were not available, Um I don't have right in front of me the brief that I wrote, but it lists all of the particular issues that we had. And and, and there were a lot of irregularities, and those irregularities that need to be addressed to ensure that the people of Hines County, and for, it, for, for that matter, people all over the state, are able to have a free and fair election every time they go and, and vote.
0: Right.
4: So what, so what mm-hmm. will the ultimate outcome of this if Archie is elected?
1: Well, if Archie's elected by a free and fair election, then that's that fine. that's fine. On the other hand, if Mr. Well, Archie so, is losing...
4: So, no, a, well, so well, what, what is, is happening between hold now
1: on, and then? Well, well, hold on. Let me finish my question, okay? Your answer. All right? If, at the end of the day, if we have a brand-new election, and the brand-new election is, objectively speaking, fair and free and all... You know, without any irregularities, and Mr. Archie wins, that's great. If he loses, that's fine, too. The issue here is whether or not the election is done correctly. Okay? So, now, what was your next question? I apologize.
4: Well, I want a fair and fair election. I do. Yeah. But there is so much time elapsed between – uh, uh, Mr. Archie's contest, and now there's so much water over the ba- over the dam, if you will, that I wonder how much effect are you having now?
1: Well, I don't know if you would call it so much water under the... I mean, my goodness gracious, we're only yeah, talking was, for a month. Been A year and a half?
0: But I think it's Two the pr- years? I think it's the principle. Yes, I agree with you on the time elapsed, but when David it's
4: too much time between we're calling their hands and we're getting some relief. Don't you agree with that Kim?
0: I mean, I would agree, but what what are you suggesting that we not that that it not be pursued?
4: No, no, no. I don't I don't argue with
0: oh, okay. I don't okay. argue with okay. the
4: man. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I'm just saying there's there is too much time elapsing right between Oh,
1: all I see what you're saying. I effects. think I, I think I under I think I understand what you're talking about because what you're saying is is that in this particular circumstance the Supreme Court should accelerate matters because at the end of the day by the time they rule there will have already been so much stuff done and if we have another election and, and it turns out the original one was messed up then you know that does put things in chaos. Is that what you're saying? Yes, I'm just saying. How does
4: that help us when you caught their hands two years later and you were right all the time? Yeah. But I they've think, been in control all the time.
0: Yeah, I think that falls. Well, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I,
1: I hear I hear your concern, but you know, politics is the art of the possible. Okay. Right now, it's not possible to do anything any faster than it's already being done. So and if we don't do anything at all, then nothing ever gets changed. So, you know, we're following the procedures and that are set forth under the law and under the rules of civil procedure and the rules of appellate procedure. And and Lord willing, we'll see what change can be done.
0: Absolutely. Well, all right. uh,
4: And that I I thank you, Kim.
0: Oh, I appreciate you. And that's a good Uh, question.
4: Raise the standard and. Uh, drag the legal assist to my law.
0: There you go. Kicking and screaming. Thanks, uh, Steve. Appreciate it. I do it. All right. Bye. You know, uh, in, in in my eyes, anyway, this is what uh, uh, that was, you know, people talk about the counsel that President Trump took from various people, lawyers, et cetera, after the uh, November elections in 2020. Uh, yeah. Whether or not it was legal or whatever, yeah, it's. Easy. I mean, you're going to get two sides to every every to have a man criminalized simply because he chose a course of a uh, uh, action based on advice, yada yada yada. But in that case, he was saying there is no court precedent on this, and the Supreme Court, I mean, the uh, Constitution seems to be silent in terms well actually it wasn't silent. It was saying that, you know, you count the vote, you can reject it, et cetera. I think this is another situation where you just you pretty much have to go forward with this.
1: Right, and the the dynamic also is let's think about this for a minute, okay? And let's use the Trump situation as a parallel. The the presidential election is really and truly fifty one separate presidential elections. Fifty states plus the District of Columbia. Okay. And, you know, these types of issues, like with Mr. Archie or any other type of irregularity that we see, perhaps at the state level or at the county level, those are the things that end up causing problems later when you start trying to elect a president in 2024 or 2028 or 2032. In other words, the (laughs) things that we do today to try to fix this problem going forward, whether it's whether it fixes the situation vis-a-vis Mr. Archie, whether he walks away as the, you know, with, with his, with his job back or not, it doesn't matter in the big picture if the election irregularities that we speak about are actually rectified and the people of Hines County and the people of the state of Mississippi can go to vote and know that their voice is being heard and their vote is being counted.
0: Okay, hold that thought. We got about 3 minutes after we come back from this break, I'll let you wrap it up, okay? We'll be right. Back. Four. All right, we're going to have about a minute and a half there, brother. You want to wrap it up. I want the people to know and well, what they can do.
1: Well, what we can do is just pray. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh
1: I believe that uh you know, Mr. Archie is 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 doing this not just because he believes he won the election, but he's doing this more so because he wants to ensure that future elections are fair and he's taking on his own party uh, to do this right and um, and so he's doing this as a great sacrifice and so I'd ask you to pray for him pray for me and I pray and um, pray for God's will to be done in this situation so that we can have free and fair elections in Hines County and, and and throughout the state of Mississippi.
0: Right. Well, we appreciate what you're doing. You're a great American. This is this is important, folks. If it's not challenged, it goes on and on. Let me ask you just quickly. What about the election process? It, there's just too many points of, uh, of failure in this whole electronic voting process. Unnecessarily so. Would you agree?
1: I would think so. I think you need to have redundancies. And if you don't have those redundancies, then you're not going to have the accountability to prove whether or not uh, an election has been stolen or it has been properly you know, uh, administered.
0: Thank you again, and, Attorney and, and Wilson. God bless you, brother. We appreciate you. We'll be in touch. Thank you very much. All Take right, care. Bye-bye. bye-bye. All right, folks, we are back and it is Monday, the first Monday of February, the first Monday we're back and it's Black History Month. If you want to give us some black history uh, facts or things that you say we didn't know about, people didn't know about, let us know. We'd be curious to hear. But in the meantime, in between time, our hotline numbers brought to you by Complete Exteriors, Roofing and Gutters. The number over there at Complete Exteriors is 326-2755. That wind was pretty high this weekend, so if you've had wind damage, give them a call. Anything dealing with the exterior of your home, they can handle. So if you've got siding issues, uh, roof issues, anything that's been harmed by the storm, keep this number handy, 326-2755, air code 601. Or if you need a second, third, or first uh, opinion or estimate, go to Complete Exteriors MS com and schedule an appointment, somebody will get with you. And our hotline number is 879-0002. All right, folks. <clears throat> we want to thank Attorney Wilson for getting, uh, keeping us updated on that. Uh, this is a, a very significant case. If not, the fraud will continue. If a clerk can just shut down uh, the offices at any time they're want under, that's just too fluid. Whether it's for criminal civil cases being filed or just for people doing business with the courts. We've got to have stability. And given those, even those were some old cases, uh, that is the case law that's out there, and it's pretty clear based on that, the court should maintain that uh, that courtroom, I mean, excuse me, that clerk's office was in fact closed, towing the timeline. See, they don't want the uh, the issues raised in David Archie's complaint heard in court. They don't want a record of it. You know, this is one of the things the National Association of Realtors has been doing all these years. They were just like big tobacco. They'd make sure that no case actually got uh, to court and case law was made. So they would settle for pennies on a dollar, whatever. Uh, But now this is going to upset the apple cart. This case law is very significant. And David L. Archie, an unknown vehicle, uh, I should say, the least likely vehicle for change in Mississippi, it's coming through David L. Archie. So we are going to benefit for those those who want fair elections. So hat tip to David L. for fighting a good fight. Uh, but we'll just have to see how it's going to turn out. But I think case law is pretty strong in, uh, in his favor. But we'll see what happens on that. Also, I know many of you out there chomping at the bit to talk about the uh, border bill that's being debated up there in the House and the Congress. I think uh, uh, the Congress... Under Senator Johnson, is, I mean, excuse me, Congressman Johnson, speaker, uh, has agreed that they're going to go along with this. Either way, folks, I keep telling you, the country's over with. This bill, matter of fact, let me pull it up here. It's a, they're, they're making $118 billion available. Now, this is after this uh, a budget bill that they just passed. Folks, they can't give away our money fast enough. Everywhere we turn, the American people are taking it in the shorts. The only people stands up for the American people is Donald J. Trump. And many of you don't want Trump because of his personal quirks. And see, you're the ones who I have a real problem with because our nation and the future of our country is at stake. And you're out here doing all this moral preening like, oh, I just can't countenance someone who would say something like that. Well, you ha- can you continents being enslaved? These people are squaring the circle. Uh, here's a little bit about the bill that the Senate has passed, and they sent to the House, and this is what's <clears throat> being debated. None of this is good for America. None of this is good. First of all, we don't need another bill. Period. We had laws on the books already, and we had executive orders uh, issued by Donald J. Trump that that President Biden removed his first day or two in office that created this crisis. And now they come back with supposedly an answer to a crisis they created that only creates more crisis. All of America, regardless of your demographic choice, whether your gender, race, or whatever your issue is, you're going to be affected negatively. They're spending every every dime. Have you noticed We couldn't find any money to build the wall when Trump was president. Oh, it couldn't be allocated. Nobody would vote for it, yada, yada, yada. But have you noticed that the illegals, the migrants, or whatever you want to call them, there never seems to be a shortage of money. They're finding money everywhere in all these sanctuary cities, in our federal government, state government, money's being made available. But if we need money for water and sewer in in Western Hines County, going over to Vicksburg so we can develop all that land going west of Clinton oh we can't find a way to do it but now they're going to give 60 billion dollars matter of fact here's a breakdown of the 118 uh 280 million dollars that they're going to get 118 billion 280 million that they're going to be giving away 60.6 billion to support the Ukraine as it fights back against Putin. Folks that war is lost. That money is just being pilfered. This is $60 billion. With no strings attached. They don't even have to explain. What they're going to do with it. $14 billion. In security assistance for Israel. Again. No strings attached. Okay. Cat, I mean Bobcat. Is saying that the. Uh. Speaker Johnson has criticized the bill, so we'll get back. We'll get back onto that. I'll go read that. Two point four billion dollars to support operations in the Central Command and address combat expenditures related to the conflict in the Red Sea, where we're getting our butts kicked over there by the Houthis. Uh, where President Biden allowed those three soldiers to be assassinated? They probably were killed by American missiles. And then he's given all this rigmarole. He's going to meet the bodies at at Dover Air Force Base to greet them uh, on their return. Folks, this is all Photoshop. This is all for the media's attention. And he's going to do a dog and pony show on the State of the Union with these three black soldiers, three American soldiers who happen to be black. This man, these people will kill anybody, anything to stay in power. $10 billion in, in humanitarian assistance to provide food, water, shelter, medical care, and other essential services to the people of Gaza. So we give 14 billion dollars to Israel, and then we get another 10 billion dollars to the Palestinians. We're funding both sides of that war. We're funding both sides of the war with Iran. We give them six billion. Then we what? We just allocated another uh, three billion dollars to offset the six billion dollars we gave to Iran. And the weapons they bought to use again, and the weapons they bought they bought from the Ukrainians. With the money that we sent the Ukrainians and the weapons we sent to the Ukraine, they're selling it to Iran. You didn't have this under Trump. But you guys aren't satisfied with peace because your pettiness and your hatred for Donald Trump makes you want to commit suicide. Four point eight billion dollars to support regional partners in the Indo-Pacific. Uh Area That's the Taiwan-China uh, fight, $5 billion over there, $2.3 billion to continue to support for Ukrainian Ukrainians displaced by Putin's war of aggressions. That's almost $2.4 billion to relocate Ukrainians here to America and give them food assistance, housing, the whole nine yards. Then a bipartisan border policy changes negotiated by the senators. billion to address existing operational needs and expand capabilities at our nation's borders. In other words, we're going to give more money to do nothing down there and stand around, lift up the razor wire to let people in here. We're basically giving money to facilitate facilitate the invasion. Then they offer this part of this $20 billion is for fentanyl eradication and narcotics uh, deterrence. Folks, We're funding both sides of the drug war. Four hundred million dollars to the NGOs, the Red Cross, the UN, and others to help nonprofits place—excuse me—to help nonprofits in places of worship and make security enhancement. Basically, we're giving them four hundred million dollars to continue to allow the invasion to facilitate moving these people across the country on Greyhound buses, secure airplane. Folks, our country is gone. Those of you who supported Michael Guest's re-election, you're going to support Roger Wicker's re-election, all you're doing is supporting the destruction of our country. And it's going to come sooner rather than later. And you don't give a damn, but you hate Trump because he took uh, uh, 181 minutes to respond to the attacks uh, on the Capitol, according to you. Because he didn't say stop it fast enough. He shouldn't be president again. But people who cause us war in Taiwan, war in the Mideast, war in Ecuador, war in Venezuela, war on our borders. You want to keep more of that going. You don't realize how petty you are, how full of caca you are. This is why I keep saying the rule of law is saving your butt because without the rule of law, I have nothing for you. If I see you getting stomped out in the streets, screw you. We did everything we could to keep the wheels on this economic wagon in this country, the law and order. And you're doing everything and you're doing it out of pure moral preening. Let's go to Carol. Hey, Carol. Hey. Kim? Carol, how you doing? I'm
5: fine, Kim. Uh, I'm unable to hear what you're talking about now since I've been on hold.
0: Oh, man.
5: But could I go back to the David L. Archie thing? Please do. Now, Kim, if it's found that David was denied his right to appeal, does that mean that there's a possibility that this past election for the Hines County Supervisor District is too, right?
0: No, what it will mean that it goes back to the trial court to hear the issues raised by David Earl about the, you know, missing electoral procedures, yada, yada, yada. And from there, uh, one or the other sides will appeal that. So, it may be towards the end of the uh the four year term of Mister Smith or Johnson or Jones, whoever it was, that one, uh, that this thing gets resolved. But the case law needs to be set anyway, but you know, this this I mean, this is life in the big city as it were.
5: But what I'm trying to ask him is does this mean that David will have an opportunity to have the election to have the election redone
0: the opportunity but it will come after a two or three year process because what what this is going to do is send it back to the circuit court see they denied david's opportunity to have his day in court correct and so because of that the issues have not been heard once the issues are heard Then if David wins in circuit court, then the Democrat Party is going to appeal or Mr. Jones or Johnson, whatever the guy's name is. Uh, And then and then after he appeals, the Supreme Court may take a year or two years to respond to that. And if they say David, in fact, did win the election or the election needs to be reheld, then we may only have about another year left on this term.
5: All right, Kim. That part's a little bit confusing to me, but let me uh, change the topic just for a minute. Go ahead. Uh, You know, I'm up here, and uh, I don't justify paying out of my little budget for expensive cable, but I have heard you talking about this lady named Joy Reed. Yeah. Well, I happened to find out, uh, Mm -hmm. first of all, I saw uh, her pictures on the internet, and I know that she's with MSNBC, right. which I don't get. I have to, first of all, agree with you that she could be more attractive without the blonde wig.
0: I have no idea. But wow. in looking
5: into her, I found out she has a book out about Maker and Merle.
0: That's right.
5: Did
6: you know that, Kim?
0: I did, and I saw something where she supposedly had a book signing here in Jackson, but I couldn't I see. I think it's tomorrow. Oh, it's tomorrow. It's coming up. I thought it already had happened. And uh, Well,
5: I believe it's tomorrow. Uh, she's been on a lot of the network uh She was on The View today, as a matter of fact. Now, Kim, Mm -hmm. uh, I just wonder something between me and you as individuals that do Mr. Charles Evers. I wonder if there's any mention of him in her book, and if so, how accurate her comments would be about him, since he was, and bless his heart, a conservative. Right. And there's, um, speaking of her appearance, there is a color number 27 when it comes to wigs and artificial hair. Uh It's sort of a frost between, um, uh, dark brown, and maybe with some platinum, mm-hmm. she would look so much more attractive if she went with a 27 color as opposed to the short, blonde, chic color.
0: Right. She's a
5: very pretty woman.
0: Well, let's not get crazy. And I think
5: she is doing herself a little bit of a disservice by going with that particular look that she's sporting right now.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, she could use some fashion uh, uh, enhancements there. Uh, uh, I I mean, like I said, a, a lot of women don't realize that they really are. I mean, I can understand wigs on occasion. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, my problem with the wigs is not them wearing the wigs. It's when they take the damn things off. What do you look like up under there? My God, you're looking like Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, no, that's grounds for divorce. Now, one of the points that I
5: want to make, since I'm catching up, I haven't called you in a long time. You know, uh, you were talking about Claude Anderson, right? And how he uh, has. Uh, put Please, to hold, the hold, head, hold hold hold
0: hold uh, hold, hold, it, hold hold it! Please hold on, because I want to continue this, but we need to get this break out the way. I want to hear, hear what you have to say about Claude. All right, we're back, and Miss Carol's on the line. Uh, I've been looking for this thing for Joy Reid. I haven't found anything on this, uh, because if she is going to be here tomorrow, I am going down there to that book signing. I got one of them big old combs that you get from the State Fair. I'm going to snatch that wig off of her. I'm going to grab her by her forehead like my mama used to do my sisters and comb that hair forward, just you see those sparks fly out of there. Then I'm going to get a hot comb. I'm going to get some gasoline, some matches, and a pistol. And I'm going to pour that gas on that head, set it on fire, and tell them naps to lay down. If they don't lay down, I'm going to pour that pistol on. Put some fire uh, on here. Right, head. Kim. But go ahead. Uh,
5: yes, I do believe that it's uh, tomorrow night at the 6th. Now, um, I wanted to also bring up this thing about you were talking about Claude Anderson. Yeah. And how he has predicted uh, correct me if I'm wrong about this, but I believe that it was on your broadcast that Claude Anderson had predicted back in the day right. how that the African-American community was going to be overtaken by the Latino community. Am I correct about that, Kim?
0: That is correct.
5: You know, you hear, uh, you know, our very own beloved Dr. Eldridge Henderson. If you listen to his broadcast regularly, as I do, mm-hmm. he says the same thing, only to a much, a, a much, much more of a degree. He talks about it almost weekly, almost, almost daily on his broadcast. Are you aware of that, Kim? I am.
0: As a matter of fact, I'm trying to reach Doctor Henderson now, but. Uh yeah, look, the, the signs are everywhere and you got people who just won't pick up. This is why I keep saying it's there's some people you just got to cut loose. Things are too critical. We we are literally losing this country. This country's gone. The country that we grew up in and the values that we hold, the American values. Now,
5: one more thing before I take up too much more of your valuable airtime. You know, uh my governor You know, I'm a Tennessean. Mm -hmm. My governor, Bill Lee, and your governor, the tater tot, went down there to Eagle Pass, Texas. And I'm wondering if your uh, co-host of this past Friday, I believe it was, Alan Ramsey. Is that his name, Kim? Right,
0: right. He's going to give us an update. He went down there. He sure did. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, when, he, when is he going to be on your program for the update? I don't know. Uh, he'll let us know. I'm sure he's. today was probably a travel day for him, so he's probably resting Well, up.
5: I want to know if he met my governor, Bill Lee. And, Kim, thank you for being gracious to me with your airtime, and I'm going to hang up and go back in the front now and listen
0: to your broadcast. Well, we appreciate Kim, you're one of our favorite listeners, and we love you, love you, love you.
5: I love you,
0: Kim. All right, precious. Bye-bye. All right. You know, uh, uh, just as a side note, a friend of mine attends uh, the Potter's House out there in Dallas. And guess who was in attendance out there? Governor Phil Bryant, which many people do visit the Potter's House when they go out there. And that's not any, he's not endorsing anyone. That's just somebody who just, they didn't get a chance to say anything to him because he was just too far away, but they you know, because they're from Mississippi so they know Governor Bryant when they see him. But anyway, just a little FYI for whatever it's worth. Uh but no for all you folks who hate MAGA and what MAGA stands for, folks, we need that common body of knowledge that was formulated and we later became uh aware of it through what was bequeathed to us and sent down to us from our fathers and grandfathers. And those are the American values that make America great, make America unique. And you and many of you out there are hell bent on destroying that secret sauce, that invisible hand that made all this possible. I get so just, just, disgusted every time I look at the magnificence of what is America and all the, and it's not just the stuff It's that this stuff represents layer upon layer of individual efforts people putting one brick on the wall to give us this this load-bearing wall of freedom that we all enjoy and many of you folks are so damn full of the blessings of god the cornucopia of of, of just opportunities and you sit up here arrogant and say yeah let, let's get rid of this and look at the lawlessness i mean Folks, I'm telling you, by the end of this year, you won't recognize this country. You see what's going on with the gangs that are coming out of all these migrant groups. The police can't do anything with them. And these people are getting checks upon checks. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to get Mobile and Mark in there. That way we'll have a clean 15, 20-minute run. We'll be right back. all right folks we're back don't forget two gun tactical man you need to sharpen your shooting skills you saw where uh this gentleman who was a a perpetrator of a crime uh his intended victims returned fire and he was only wounded we got to do better we got to be toe-tagging fools out here man we got to we got to send them on to their maker so get you some training in two gun tactical 667 Casey Lane there in Flowood online, 2GunTactical.com. Ammo, uh, firearms, weapons of all types, and you can get uh, uh, pretty much anything you can think of and if what they don't have they can uh, obtain. They also take consignment, and, folks, they stand ready to give you some courses or provide courses, rather, for you. All that's available on their website, 2GunTactical.com. Let's go to Mobile Bob. Hey, man.
3: Firearms, weapons of
0: all types. Are you there? Hey, buddy. Hey, man. Hey.
3: Well, did you happen to see that monstrosity that uh, the Democrats and Republicans try to pass off as a border bill or whatever?
0: I mean, my thoughts are these people just need to be rounded up as traitors. I mean, there's no other way to describe what they're doing.
3: <laughs> and it was the one the, that the Republican senator out of Oklahoma, they pretty much calling for his uh, head in Oklahoma right
0: now. They should,
3: uh, you know, have him removed from office or uh, recalled.
0: He must have. Got, he yeah. must have just got reelected because generally the people who are five or six years out are the ones they put out there as the point men for this, for these, for this traitorous legislation. That's why I, uh, Roger. It was just, hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. You give up, uh, you say, well, uh, we'll let's we'll let 5,000 illegal immigrants in, uh, immigrants in th- through the southern border every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. Not, you know, in a year. Every day. Was, that was their plan. And of course, how in the world are they going to limit the 5,000? <laughs> well, you just kind of take them on their word and just only let 5,000 in. And, and that was, that's what it was, one, over one and a half million a year, I think it was some number someone pointed out, that uh, a year.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That's, the, the, Mobile is roughly a little over 300,000 people. It's almost four times the size of Mobile every year. Four Mobile cities worth of illegal immigrants every year. How do you think they can on sustain me? No, they don't plan on sustaining You and I both know that. Right. But that's just insane,
0: mm-hmm.
3: to what, they were, to what they're talking about. And that was the plan. Uh, uh, and some other stuff. And not to mention, to just get back, they had to give a, a boatload more money to, to Ukraine again. But somehow Ukraine managed to get in that bill and uh, money to Israel. 60 more, sixty more billion to Ukraine and money to Israel.
0: Right. Just no so str- can, no strings know, attached. No strings attached. Here, man. But now, any dime they give us, we've got to justify. We've got to have triple I.D. Man, I'm telling you, these people, need, I'm telling you, we, we need to start warming up the tar and getting the, gathering the feathers.
3: It was just ridiculous. And, of course, also included money for those 5,000 illegals a day. or when they have a half million a year, mm-hmm. but they were going to let in money for them, too, <laughs> to let people into the country illegally. That's the point, folks. Illegally. That's going through the right process. Mm-hmm. That would have been a lot if we had them going through the correct process. It's just letting them walk right in. These folks are totally, patently insane. No. Remember that we, I heard about negotiations for a border deal? You, I mean, you and I talked about that. It's like, are you kidding me?
0: What are you the
3: negotiating? Well, he's got a job to do, and he's not doing it.
0: They're being extorted. Yeah they're being extorted. They have decided that they're going to sell the country down the river rather than allow their uh 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 peccadillos and all the other things they've done in 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 the cover of darkness to be revealed. Well, you know what, damn it? We're not going to lose our freedom just because you don't want the want it to be known that you're a transsexual or you date whatever the hell you're doing that they, that's gotten you doing this stuff. Folks, I'm telling you, our backs are against the wall
3: country in the world, well, or some European country are this stupid, too. But it's just amazing how the—like you said, it's just straight up selling the country out. Unfortunately, uh, the Republican Congress, led Congress, with Steve Salis has already said, not only is it dead on arrival, it's not—he's not, not going to even allow it to arrive. So you might as well—you're wasting your time if you even try to send it to him. And, and amazing, all you need is a man, a real man, in, in the Oval Office to do his job and to stop him from coming here in the first place. And so say goodbye and well, oh, the Congress need to give me the power. They need to give me the power. Well, they, were, they were blocking Trump, and he still managed to get some job, get, to reduce that number. That's right. That's what them are blocking him. And that's so why... What power do you be trying to give you?
0: That's why the... They shouldn't... The Congress... Just needs to hold out. Don't pass any damn thing. Just let them be upset. You know what? So what? The, this new bill that they were proposing, if Joe Biden wants to basically override whatever the legislation says, he can. If he wants to let in fifty thousand, he can. Just on just because he said, well, hell, he's been doing that. So this thing has no teeth. There's no, there's no, there's not even a reason for us to be discussing even doing anything because he didn't enforce yeah. the laws that are already on the book. He removed the executive orders that had things stabilized. These people are a problem. They're pro- they're a problem for humanity.
3: Yeah, they're, they're openly, openly are trying to undermine the country. And like you said, you want to do something by it and then put it back in the executive orders that Trump uh, in that in the first place start begin building and end. with all <laughs> that, Kim still zero dollars for a new border wall. Zero. <laughs> Not, not, you know, the $12 billion that Trump initially wanted way back when, but you're going to get $60 million to Ukraine mm-hmm. and zero for a new border wall for the United States. <laughs> and you all, if people continue to vote for this nonsense, if, if people call your show justifying uh, Trump or be Biden over Trump, then, then don't call your show saying, talking that nonsense. It's amazing.
0: And you know what? And, and those who have called here, they are enjo- they are enjoying the best life here in America and they're destroying it because they're doing all that looking down their nose at Trump Trump is I'm saying dude, this is why I keep saying folks, those of us who understand what the stakes are, we have to move out. We cannot be taking these folks in our. we, we can't give them comfort. These people are dead weight in so many different ways. Our country's, bring, I mean, our feet are dangling over the fires of hell as I speak to you. And they, don't, you can't get a rise out of them. The only thing that's going to get a rise out of them is when they can't get their medicine, when they can't get their beer, they can't get their drugs or whatever, then they go, man, we need to do something. No, ain't no we. Ain't no we. Yes,
3: A million a year on top of what he's already let in. In five years, black folks. You'll be
0: completely no, 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 no. By, by the end government. of this year, by the end of this year, it's over. Black folks, if we didn't get what we say we deserve as second class citizens, as we call ourselves, we're fourth class citizens in this economy to be. And we you got people who are non voters, non citizens, effectively pulling the levers of power in this country that we couldn't manage to do because we were too damn busy being loyal Democrats rather than being effective citizens and advocates for our own interests. Don't nobody's going to cry. How can you cry for a person who walked off from all these blessings because they were angry and they had spiritual leadership. That was absolutely vacuous with no spiritual discernment. And now you want the world who has come to this country to have sympathy, they came to this country for the blessings that you turned your nose up at, and now you want them to have sympathy and share with, bro. It's not going to happen. It's not human nature to share with people who are like that. It's not.
3: Well, we they—they've been allowed to openly beat up cops on video and get out the next day. How many black folks by a black district by a black attorney district attorney the well, black folks gonna beat up a cop and be out the next day. That's it. <laughs> the white
0: one's for that man. The same, the same Alvin Bragg. That's president. The same Alvin D. A. Alvin Bragg that's prosecuting President Trump on some BS charges, saying that he can't do anything about it. The same black U.S. attorney there in Washington D.C. who says he needs more resources to address the crime problem in the black community finds all the resources in the world to prosecute presidential these black democrats work for the damn democrat party they don't give a crap about the black community the evidence is Nevada, everywhere
3: atlanta's too busy uh, getting booty calls well. oh my gosh don't
0: even start all right appreciate it let's get mark in here hey mark what you say buddy hey how you doing great what's going hey, on hey uh, thanks for taking my call appreciate you holding
2: uh listen um you know you know the trump's from queens right right Queens, New York. Right. Right? Yeah. And I was listening to Dan Bongino the other day. He's also from Queens. Mm -hmm. And uh, he made some interesting points because I'll tell you, I'm a Trump supporter. Mm -hmm. But I would never want to even spend dinner with him because he's kind of braggadocious. His style kind of irks me. But what gets me is that everybody weighs so much on style and not substance. Now, what Dan Begino was saying was, you know, he's from Queens. They're not the tough guys. Brooklyn's the tough guys. And they're the ones that they don't need to talk shit because they're tough and everybody knows it. Then you got Manhattan over there. They got the money. They're the ones that are riding around in nice rides and stuff. They don't need to say anything. They got they, – they're showing what they do. But in Queens, he said – you ask another brother in Queens, "Hey, man, how much you make last year?" He said, "No I pulled about 100k down." Well, he deciphers that. well, he didn't make 100k. He made about 30 K. But they know that. That's the job that talk that they talk. And he says if, if to understand Trump, you have to realize where he came from. And you know who else came from Queens? McEnroe. He's the first guy that on the Wimbledon Club. Over in a hundred years that they kicked out because they didn't like his style. Now he could play tennis and he never cursed. You know, he said, you've got to be, you can't be serious, mm-hmm. but they couldn't stand the fact that they couldn't control it. And so that's what gets me is well, that so-called adults can't look past the style. And look at substance that's really affecting their
0: life. Well, let me ask you this you know, here policy. Let, let 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 me ask you before we go to break. Okay, you say he's braggadocious okay. and all the. Do you know anybody else who, who's braggadocious? Who's who at the top of their game?
2: Oh yeah, I mean there there's some people, not not too many people because I'm from the I'm from the We don't look we look. I've been out in Arizona for you know 20 years or so, right. but. Yeah, there's people like that, uh, and most of the time you just watch them. Most of them are BS, but not with Trump. He delivers. Uh, he he'll say it. But you but know what? I mean, but exaggerate. you know, but you know I what? Know that. Uh,
0: to me, I think a lot of what you just said is from people who themselves and enshrine themselves with false humility like oh i'm not really like that you believe in yourself you got to get you have to have some belief this man his pastor was norman vincent peel his family pastor and if you know anything about norman vincent peel the power of positive thinking was his and it's based on scriptures so this man sees the world that anything is possible and this is one of the things that i've noticed in my 68 years and that is Many people don't like people who are sure about what they know and believe. And I'm saying, screw that. That's right. If I can see this, mm-hmm. like that that donkey who saw that angel with that flaming sword, he didn't give a care what, that, what, what his master was saying. He said, I ain't going no further. And people don't like that type of That's certain. Right. But it's the certain people like Donald Trump who moved the ball and all the other folks said, oh, That's I right. knew you could do it. But yeah, but you weren't there until he got the victory. Brother, look, we're up against a break. I appreciate yeah. you, man. Thank you. All right. Now I want to thank Amanda for sending me the uh, uh, flyer for the uh, book signing uh, lecture, actually what it's going to be at the two museums tomorrow from 6 to 8 p.m. at the two museums and book signing at Lemuria afterwards for Megger and Merle written by Joy Reed. And she'll be there doing a lecture <laughs> series tomorrow from 6 to 8 at the two museums. So thanks, Amanda. Appreciate that. Also, I want to remind you, folks, Advantage Business System has been around since 1976. And what they do is help businesses stay in business during those critical times of outages, whether it's a broken fax machine, copier, voiceover IP, Zoom, emails, Internet, whatever, pulses digitally and your business requires folks they can maintain. They have remote diagnostic service along with technicians on site to work the problem through to its completion. And they've been doing this and interfacing with different vendors So when the finger-pointing starts, you need Advantage Business Systems because they've heard it all and they've done it all. Give them a call, 601-362-9192, or online, absms.com. Now, what they will do is send a consultant out. He'll take a look at your operations and suggest to you how they can maintain it, and you can pick and choose how much service you want, and they will make that available to you and keep you up and running. So when your competitors go down, dead for the count, down for the count, you'll be up and running, making the big bucks. But there's a companion business i like to recommend at the same time. People lease. People lease going into their fourth decade, providing great human resource, back office operations for businesses. Let's face it, back office, hiring, time cards, vacation time calculations, workman's comp, all that stuff. That's not your strong suit. So give it to the people who can make your life easier. People lease. Peoplelease.com. Give them a call, 601-987-3025, and they will take good care of you. They can even put together a retirement plan if your business doesn't have one, or you can dovetail into the one that they have operating. Folks, they've got a lot of options, a lot of information. PeopleLease, peoplelease PeopleLease.com. Let's go to Sylvia. Hey, Sylvia.
6: Hey, Kim. You don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to talk quick. I am extremely upset. I just met a young lady who has spent all of her life in a black church. I said a black church. These churches are not teaching. She does not understand not one single thing about the Bible. She does there she knows nothing about the Bible. Mm. She does not understand basic doctrine. She does not understand that even that she is supposed to know Jesus as her personal savior. She does not understand about the work of the indwelling Holy Spirit as he works in our lives, because once you, become to, you come to know Christ, he's there immediately. And she doesn't know about praying in Jesus' name. Nothing. And she's been in a black church all of her life, and the child is 23. I'm very angry with these black pastors. I didn't realize just how bad it was until I met this young lady. This is ridiculous. These, I don't understand how you cannot... I'm glad I don't darken the zero step of a black church because the ones that I've attended, yes, they've been predominantly white, but they have been doctrinally sound and they are preaching the Word of God. And we, we know basically.
0: Okay, look, look, we're out of time. time. Let, hold, hold, hold. Gotta go. First of all, there are plenty of churches. You got to take in consideration this woman may not have availed herself of all that's offered. There's plenty of churches that offer. To study the word, many folks just don't avail themselves black or white. So I can't agree with you on that, though. We'll take a break. We'll be back in 22 hours. See you on the radio. Peace.